this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, the box office isn't set. There's no box office except what we make for ourselves. Unfortunately for Terminator Dark Fate, it wasn't a good outing for them. We're going to break it all down next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Oh, it's a slow clap leading us into a new episode of Box Office Breakdown. Woo! Oh, you're too... That movie quote, quoting, was just, I was like... Oh, gosh. Oh, Gary, please, yeah. please. Uh, folks, welcome <laughs> to the show. This, of course, is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Brie, are you with me? Yep. Prague. <laughs> nah. Stiff. Kate. Oh, Woo! Beautiful. About the box office that lie ahead. I am Frank Moran. What's up? Carrie Lane here. Look at that. Welcome back, Harry. Thank you. And then I like your week episode last week or so, and then they were like, Frank's talking to a ghost. That's right. It was it. It was just... Free, you're just a ghost, apparently. I mean, it was Halloween week, so... That's it was appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I no one knows that I didn't die, and now I'm just alive again. Yeah. You're in the digital mainframe. Yeah, I'm a digital totally ghost. Yep. There you go. Uh, and our lovely and talented Amy Cassandra Martinez is uh, under the weather today, so, you know... Send her your well wishes on social media. I really think it's, uh, as I told her, it's because she's scared to do a new box office bet. A little worried about losing. I mean, she did lose this week, didn't she, from what we gave her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she bet $30 million on Heart of Dogs. I mean, she went high. It was foolish. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know Amy. There's one thing we know about Amy. Optimistic. Yeah, that's right. She likes to swing for the fences. Uh, (laughs) Folks, and of course, uh, my ghost, Brie in the booth. Hey everybody! Thanks for having me. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" I, oh, now yeah. I kind of want to like have a whole persona of a ghost. Like, Ooh. <laughs> uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, Carrie's got the chat up and running. Yes. So get in there, share your thoughts about anything that we're talking about, or just movies in general. And Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, Frank, you can comment down below. I was getting ready to do the give a thumbs up in, in oh, your screen, and then I, that didn't seem to happen. That's true. I just blew like, yeah, but, but if you know, you know if you're subscribing, we got a uh, of course it's a uh, long long running bit. If you're subscribing on uh, YouTube, give it a thumbs up, or two, or three, or four, or five, Yay! or six. There we go. We got to have those thumbs going. Yes, Yay! absolutely. Uh, so, folks, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about lots of movies between Carrie and myself. She's seen them, uh, mm-hmm. tons of films. I've seen far less. But, uh, I got you, busy this week seeing movies. Uh, I was like, I've been slacking a little bit. One that we've both seen, though, is Terminator Dark Fate. Yes. So at the end of the episode, we'll give some general thoughts at the top, but at the end of the episode, we'll do a nice spoiler deep dive about it. And we'll give you time to bail out if you'd like to keep that spoiler-free for yourself if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. 
Sounds uh, good. Yes. But uh, speaking of Terminator Dark Fate, it was a uh, underperforming week at the box office, but it was still uh, enough for it to get number one. So Terminator Dark Fate. It is a kind of long-running franchise and all. That's true. Uh, have you seen all of the Terminator movies? I have. Same. I haven't seen the show, though. I didn't watch the show. I caught a couple episodes, but I didn't watch the whole thing. There yeah. was a show? Yeah. The Sarah Connor Chronicles. And uh, I'm blanking on the actress's name, but it's the character River from Firefly. As and Brian Austin Green, folks. Let's not forget that about That was my, him. like, how I knew about it, but I was like, <laughs> I mean, it looks cool, Who but I just played, never got to it. Uh, Michael Bean's brother, I believe it was in the show, yeah. Was he was Kyle Reese's uh, brother that went back, came yeah. back in time. Uh, but folks, uh, yeah, Terminator made twenty nine million dollars. That's pretty low for a big action blockbuster movie. Yeah, did either of you see it? I yeah, we did. We both. We were talking about it at the end. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but what uh, the overall ghost, thoughts? She, though? Uh, <laughs> drifted off. Yes. Uh, <laughs> overall thoughts on the film? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I, it is like the roller coaster of running and pause and running and pause and. I something a friend of mine she posted that for her, not saying myself, um, had never really been into the Terminator franchise, but really enjoyed this one and liked the idea that this might be a first action movie for some young kids and seeing like this three strong female leads in different kinds of strength uh be the leads she was excited for that like next group of people seeing it and i I thought that as well while i was watching like oh this would be cool for a lot of people like not seeing themselves on screen kind of though technically they did do good do a good job in representation but there's still like some stuff where i was like wait a minute hold on but overall i I really enjoyed it and i thought the action was cool i liked what we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Happened, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily like stand out in the sense of oh my gosh best is ever i'm like no but it's a cool action movie i'm like yeah it was fun to see on the big screen and i like the characters i like their dynamics and uh yeah what about it's, you it's uh i mean if you're looking at a terminator film and arnold other than uh just having a little brief cameo in salvation has been in every other terminator film this is the first time since t t2 that uh linda hamilton has come back yeah so do you feel that this counts as like a. Does this feel more like it belongs as a Terminator film because it has Linda Hamilton? She's really pretty much the only kind of thing that's different. Right. And I, I liked her being part of that world because technically, if she changed the future, that makes some of the other movies. I'm like, the timelines and stuff is where it gets like, well, hold on. Also, not a spoiler, but like. These Terminators, or the people who come back, if you know how you can fight your enemy, I think you go for whatever that is first. Or try to bring something with you. Mm-hmm. But we'll discuss further if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, no, I liked her in it. Um, I, I just had the momentary thought that I don't think I was thinking it when I watched the movie, but technically shouldn't Arnold not age? <laughs> like, if he is a Terminator, like, and he's not the kind that can change his, uh, like, essentially 
skin. You know? I mean, I guess the conceit is, and I think they touched on it a little bit of this in the Genesis. Oh, I guess if it's like organic, yeah. then it cha- Okay. It that was ages. air quotes for people to yeah. I was like, well. But yeah. Uh, I well, mean, I guess having her back in the film made it feel more like a yeah. Terminator film uh, as opposed to her not being in the other one. So, I mean, I mean, Sarah Connor well, was kind of in Genesis, but Linda yeah. Hamilton seeing her back in. Yeah. I was like, all right. Unbelievable. Like, I felt that is what would happen with that character if what her timeline was happened the way it did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, the movie was fine. Yeah, Anthony in the chat, surrounded by living tissue. Yeah, I, I, I guess I forgot that technically his skin is alive, but sorry, go it, ahead. And it just gets old. It does. It just gets old. But it's okay. Hey, no ageism here. I did like that they technically have like older characters as fighter characters because that mm-hmm. doesn't happen all that often. No, it's very true. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the, you know, there were there were questions about like the time travel stuff and always is <laughs> things that were <laughs> things that were changed and yet things that were still the same. Right. So things we'll dive into more towards the end of the episode. I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of bummed because it's, you know, now that you have Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor, you're like, all right, cool. I'd like to see what's next. And I, I know they're trying to set this up as a new tentpole. But given the underperformance of this film, both domestically oh, yeah, probably won't. and internationally, yeah, I just feel like, again, it's going to be... I mean, they tried to start it with Genesis, where they were teeing up a new kind of uh, multi-part film series, and that, that failed. Now they've got this uh, Terminator uh, Dark Fate trying to set up another one, and then I feel like if this one can't make it work, then what's the hope what's of What's the incentive I- to like make more? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it does, like, as it's been out for a while, or if it's one that people are, like, running to Redbox or streaming to watch it. I mean, it's a, it's a shame. I mean, and this one is, I mean, James Cameron talked a little bit about Genesis, even though he didn't have anything really to do with it, but he spoke highly of it, mm-hmm. and the film didn't do well. And then now he was more involved in the writing and producing of this film. Do you uh, feel you noticed a difference? It's, you know, because I, I think James Cameron, I mean, say what you will about how fantastic how great just as a film in and of itself uh titanic or avatar Mm -hmm. are as just sound films in and of themselves he knows how to tap into the audience uh at that moment to get and just tap in and make them want to watch these films i mean whether you like it or not whether you like those films or not you have to admit that those two films they both have big audiences for sure and they did incredibly, yeah. incredibly successful. But that you're getting the full James Cameron there. You're getting him writing, directing, producing the whole thing all the way through the end. I feel like if you're only getting a part of James Cameron, then I don't know if you're really mm. getting you, the film can be as successful. Fair. So, uh, yeah, but it is a bummer. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I wish it had done better. Um, well, actually, spinning it the other direction, Jody in the chat said, I read somewhere that Terminator failed because it's a girl power film. What do you think happened? Now, you could spin it the other way and say that audiences, there are the audiences that definitely would want to see that, and then some who might not be like, oh, it's mainly like female leads making a voice <laughs> to insinuate that's a dumb way to do it because I don't care. Like, I wouldn't, for me as a viewer, I don't care what color the person is on screen, what sex they are, whatever. Like, if it's a cool film, I'll want to go watch it. But I know there are some people that maybe are like, well, I don't know. 
about it. You know, and it's I mean, those are the sort of people that when uh, the Ghostbusters oh, reboot yeah. came they're out, they're like, oh, it's automatically like I want to see it. But that frustrates yeah. me because probably I would think for overall, probably the most popular Terminator film is Terminator Two. Uh, I think with a mass appeal. I mean, I think people kind of, in terms of their favorites, they may vary between Terminator and Terminator Two. But I think probably just as a universal appeal, I feel like Terminator Two probably just as overall popular film. Right. But that is that's Sarah Connor's story. I mean, and you're tracking her through this whole thing. So I mean, to have she's a predominant character. She's the thrust of that film. So to say that, oh wait, now it's now they're having all these women in this film. That seems crazy to me because Terminator 2 right there, the one that people, audiences think of the most popular one, I mean, she's a focal point on that film. I think also a couple people have chimed in that it doesn't necessarily matter. That's not necessarily who the leads are, but it's just a story that's been rehashed. And I'm like, yeah, it is exactly the same. It is a very similar story. And it's one of those like, okay, there's there was nothing really new with that. Also, what about the fact that like, all things considered, there's not huge names in it to pull people in because a lot of people they need that they want they want like that person they know who it is. True, I mean, and I guess it's tough when you've got a franchise that's this long. Is that you want to see the Schwarzenegger? Mm-hmm. You want the Schwarzenegger, as I call him. You want to see the Linda Hamilton. You want to see that. I, I would think you probably need somebody that's can take an idea and make it their own. So say like Ryan Coogler with Krieg. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's spinning out of the Rocky franchise, and we've had so many of those Rocky films, so we kind of know what it is. But you bring in a director that can still make that film fresh and entertaining, and it did extremely well. So I think you, if you could bring in a director of that vision into a franchise a like point. that, that they could tweak it in such a way that it, it can still, while it's a familiar premise, still feels fresh. Well, speaking of fresh, I think we need to move on to the next movie. Oh, it's fresh. <laughs> Uh, which, folks, you're big fans of Joker, and uh, <laughs> uh, we know that. We know that you love uh, we, you true. love Joker. We've seen it, uh, as well as the uh, the box office continues to deliver there. So for our second week, uh, for another week, it's number two, thirteen point nine million dollars. Now it is also the highest rated R grossing film, right? It is, yes. yes. So look at that guy go. Yeah, you know? over uh, over nine hundred million dollars, going strong. Uh, I, I know there was a uh, discrepancy last week about who uh, we reported last week that Joker just narrowly edged out Maleficent, Mistress of Evil last week. But once the final numbers came in on Monday morning, it turned out that Maleficent ended up just edging out the Joker All right. to uh, really take the true top spot. So a, I'm wearing uh, my Maleficent t-shirt. A correction <laughs> for that one. Uh, speaking of Maleficent, that came in at number three with $12.1 million. And you finally got a chance to see I it. I did. I went and saw it. Uh, I was like, well, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I do think it helps build upon the first one. And I like that they explored the Fae world a lot more. And that the other dark Fae that she's part of, that there's essentially around the world ones. Like, diff- essentially how there's different birds around the world. Some of them have different wings. And I'm like, that's so cool. And I just, I like that they built a world upon it. Because it made sense. Like, okay, how can you take something real world and then add that fantasy to it? Uh, the only thing that kind of was unfortunate is, I mean, the movie is maybe, air quotes, geared towards younger audiences. And so they make so many things just so black and white of like, clearly bad guy, clearly good guy. And I wish they had made the bad character 
a little not so obvious right away because then you feel like how have the other characters not figured this out yet <laughs> like it's so obvious uh but besides that i'm glad it doesn't take too long for l fanning's I was, yeah, Elle Fanny's character to go, hmm, things are not quite right, and, like, do something about it. But I wish that had been sooner. I wish she had a little more faith in Maleficent of not this random new person telling you, like, she did it. I would have wanted a little more doubt, because it could have kept the same storyline everything, but she could have had a little bit, like, huh, okay, sure. Like, just a little more hesitation would have made that easier, and not so... Oh my gosh, we hate all of you, and one bad one has done something to our people, and so we hate all of them. Like, that felt so childish, and I feel they could have made it an even better movie if they just elevated the intelligence of it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and made a little more dimension to the characters. Because, I mean, I understand the one character, Maleficent's had a history of issues with humans. Like, fell in love with a human, screwed her over. I understand her going, okay, there's bomb. But she should do a little bit more like, I understand this one is good. Doesn't mean I automatically trust the others instead of they're all evil. Yeah. And you're like, oh, come on. So that was a little bit like, hmm, I had to suspend my disbelief. And, oh, it's so pretty and all the cool things. And also, if you haven't seen it, not really a spoiler, but, man, their battle attack plan of people who can fly was idiotic. It was as bad as Game of Thrones battle scenes towards the end that you're like, <laughs> what i'm like i've never been in war but i understand the tactics here are poorly laid out so that was just really like hard to watch of like yeah that last uh, battle scene it was so dumb it just takes a long time and it's not great yeah it was it was it was visually cool but it just made them look like idiots like let's attack in the middle of the daytime (laughs) they have no idea we're coming but let's like make it obvious you can see we're coming but whatever um i do think angelina jolie was really i i think she's great as maleficent i think she has that poise and there's actually a lot of humor i noticed that's <laughs> i feel a lot more out loud than some of the other people in the audience uh so i like those little moments of humor in it the interesting thing other weird things and yes we notice little details when we watch movies one i thought it was awesome later when she has her hair down and i wish that look could have stayed with it because it makes it more freeing i think like because i think her how she has her hair normally pulled back and everything like that is more uptight and so i like the it's wild and free which happens later in the movie um also whatever bandaging they did made it look like she had a giant boob breastplate (laughs) (laughs) it looks so awkward i'm like okay i know she's like can be curvy woman in different parts of her career for sure but it it, if you haven't seen it it's like a breastplate that's like out here and it's supposed to be bandages so i was like okay that was a little weird it was at the end of the film when she's saying her goodbyes to uh, Elle Fanning and yeah. Prince Charming or what Prince Philip. Oh, and immediately everybody's like, "Oh, war's over. We're besties, everybody." Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, "Are you leaving?" Uh, it's like, "Oh, you'll see me again at the was like the baptism or whatever." Oh, the it's christening. Like, the christening. Just like it basically is like, "I know you guys are about to get it." <laughs> um. That was a little weird too. I'm <laughs> it like, was. "Okay, mom character." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, it has its faults. Like, if you like the first one, check out the second one, but maybe it'd be a streaming one or, you know, cheap matinee. Did you feel, I mean, in this age of sequels that this was a necessary Needed? sequel? No. I liked the first one. I liked that they gave her a backstory and everything. But this is less about Maleficent. And it's more about 
um, the daughter. And I mean, but it is the bridging of different peoples and everything like that. But again, they could have done that better without being so childish. Be like, oh, there are ways to do family movies that are not boring yeah. or simplistic for the adults, but still digestible for the kids. So. <laughs> rant over <laughs> uh, uh, we're talking about Ma- the second Maleficent movie by the way if some people are like what are they talking about coming in number four is another new film came out this week it was Harriet based on uh, Harriet Tubman and her life came out from Focus Features made 12 million dollars so a nice solid outing for, for a film like that I have not seen it but the trailer looks really cool and I yes. want to I just hadn't gotten to it yet and rounding out our top five is the, uh, our animated feature that did much better uh, several weeks in the box office than the new animated feature that we did our box office bet on. That is The Adams Family. They're still hanging on. Yeah, look at them go. They made another $8.49 million. Now, we did our box office bet uh, while Carrie and Amy were away last week. But don't worry, we included you guys in on the I know, bet. It was right? the, it's the uh, kindest thing that yeah. we could do. Uh, we did it for Arctic Dogs, and both Bree and it I... It looks cute. We're sw- oh. <laughs> we were sweating about uh, doing this one. But uh, Brie and I's bets were both $10 million apiece. We were being generous, apparently. We mm. were like, being extremely generous. But the most important thing, though, is that we, we, we tied. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's just, uh, I think, just a sigh of relief that neither of us have to go see this film. Uh, because this film made a, a whopping $3.1 million at the box office. Woo! 3.1. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Those poor little puppies. Oh, you guys. So, yeah. So that is it for our top five and our box office bet. But you know what? The box office bet doesn't stop, though, Carrie. No. It's every single week. It is. And now Carrie's back in the mix, too. Gives us a little bit more cover, which is good. A little bit. Yes. So we'll be doing uh, a a bet uh, towards the end of the show on a film that you folks are going to choose there in the chat. And we've got a few films for your consideration. We've got Last Christmas. Midway, Dr. Sleep. Sorry, side note. Did you see the trailer for the new Kingsman, too? Kingsman? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> side note. Yes, uh, um, those movies. Uh, I think all of them. I'm like, yeah. There you go. Uh, I mean, sadly, there is one film coming out uh, next week. It's very limited release, so we won't be covering it for box office bet. But the name of it is fantastic. And it's Mr. Toilet. The world's number two man. So it's a shame <laughs> we're doing that. But uh, last Christmas, Midway or Doctor Sleep. Okay, it's too early for a Christmas movie. There you go. So too early. start betting away. Uh, start voting away there in the the chat. Choose then... whatever movie you would like us to vote on. Do not be dissuaded by any leanings of uh, any such kind. Uh, Carrie, which which film are you least excited about? I know, right? Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I don't want to see that at all. No. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Star Drew's already uh, trying to manipulate it in the chat. Saying, oh. Don't choose yes. Doctor Sleep. Guys, think for yourself. Think for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, live chat. We love you. Uh, now, before we move on to other stuff, Carrie, you... I saw a, few, a whole bunch of other movies. I was yes. excited. I was like, I'm catching up. Um, yes. On Netflix, Dolomite. Oh my gosh, that was really good. I did not know much about that character at all, and I didn't know much about the movie. I just knew a lot of my friends were excited about it. Uh, it is a biopic. Uh, 
and re- biopic or biopic? We had that discussion on the biopic. show. I think. I'm a biopic man. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very funny. I, after working in films, I really appreciate the process of how they're making a movie. They do. It's very funny. Uh, and the end, they have like the information of like how the movie went and everything like that. And then also real clips from the original real movie, which that was really cool to see how much they emulated it, you know? And so I do highly recommend go check out Dolomite. It's very well done. It's very entertaining. And again, very interesting, especially if you know nothing about it that I'm like, I, I like, I, I know the time period, but I was like, I didn't know that character. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Yash in the chat said Dolomite was funny as hell. I'm like, yeah, there was definitely is very entertaining, like funny. Also, um, yes, I do recommend. I highly recommend. I think anybody, yeah, anybody who enjoyed it, it's just an interesting and entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I finally saw Mary Poppins Returns, which is very cute. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about that, and Frank looks like. Uh, so wait, you did see that one? I did see, but it. you had never seen the original. I never saw the original. Okay. but didn't it just? It just... D- did it need to be made? No. Uh, is it for the next generation? I guess. But I would hope anybody who appreciated the first one would show their kids or whoever the original as well. Because they complement each other. Because it is the people later in life. I was about to say, I don't think it can be the next kid generation. Because it is like they directly reference their original yeah. so many times. Like, I guess you could, but it probably wouldn't be as... Yeah, exactly. Because they're just like these are those kids grown up. Uh, I so don't be like Frank. Don't just watch the second one. <laughs> no, that's. Yeah. Uh. But still, I mean, the fact and this bothered me. And I know I talked about it when it first came out, seeing it. But one of my least favorite tropes is uh, kids that have a fantastical adventure and then immediately forget it. Uh, so no. when they become adults, they're like, "Well, they have a whole thing about that." That as you grow older, I mean, hey, it's like baby geniuses that you know everything when you're a baby, and then it goes away. Uh, no. Until you rediscover just, the fun within yourself, yeah. like, oh, come on. I I wish they had a little bit more of it would fade that it would feel a little bit more like a daydream, but not so much like no, that's impossible. That can't have happened. I wish they would have a little bit more like. Did it? Like a little more belief in it. I agree of it. If they have the complete like, no, that's impossible. But they address that in the movie too. But anyway, it's cute. Um, Also, if you're still wanting that horror movie itch, uh, one that was kind of a cool that I I saw it on my queue. uh, It's a Indian film called Game Over. So it's technically South Indian, but they dubbed it in Hindi. So you can't Mm. watch the original language, uh, which is unfortunate because there's scenes where it's like, I know I'm reading the subtitles, but their mouths do not match what the audio is. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. But it's like home invasion. But there's more to it. Because all the things that are really cool about it, I would have to spoil it. And I'm like, I'll be doing a review video on just this movie. And I'll have like the first half be like, this is what's cool. And then be like, stop now. Because it takes other levels, which are really interesting. But those would be, unfortunately, spoilers. But it's it's a cool home invasion movie that uh, about a woman who's a game programmer and eventually gets stuck in her home. And there's, like, a murderer mm. going around killing people. And, like, what can she do about it? So I thought that was actually really good. Uh, and much more satisfying than I watched. I recently watched The Witch and The Lodgers, which were very unsatisfying horror movies. I felt this was much more satisfying. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not done yet. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Um, One Piece has a movie, One Piece Stampede. It's an anime film. Uh, it was recently in theaters. I think it's still doing a run for a little bit or check your local listings. If you have never seen the series, you can actually enjoy the movie. 
it does not matter because it's a standalone film. Uh, if you have watched the series, absolutely, you'll appreciate the characters and the references and such. But it's like an entertaining standalone. It's a pirate gathering and there's something more sinister going on. But it's a lot of action, comedy, and yeah. And it's okay if you've never seen the show because it's like 900 something episodes that <laughs> don't worry. I've never seen the show and I still like the movie. Oh, nice. All so, right. Anyways. Uh, oh, no. Someone said, okay, just because it's an Indian movie, rewinding back to Game Over, it does not mean there it is a musical one. It's uh, just regular. There he goes. <laughs> Neil says, Home Invasion with songs? No, it's it's just a regular <laughs> movie. It just happens to be, um, it's a South Indian movie. So I'm breaking anyway. the window and smashing it my way in. That's, that, there you go. Great no, musical. Stop, stop. No? All right. And then also go check out Japan Cuts Hollywood. That was a film festival this past weekend. I'm all, I, I told you I saw a lot of movies. I uh, saw Talking the Pictures. It's a movie about um, in when silent films first started in Japan, they had a narrator talk over the film to be the audio, like what was happening and the people's <laughs> lines, or they'd have multiple people. Oh, no, it's super funny um, because while they are acting, they go blah, 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 because they know someone's going to be talking over their lines later. And I was like, that's hilarious. And so it's about this guy. Uh, yes. And then uh, it's a guy who wants to grow up and be one of those narrators. And it's, it's very funny. It's a little long. It's like a two-hour movie, and it feels long, but it's still really good. Uh, a Stranger in Shanghai, it's about a real actor, I mean, a real actor, a real writer, real Japanese writer and his uh, journey to Shanghai. And it's... It's more like segments of his life, but from his most of it's actually his writing, which was really good. And one more, It Comes. It's a horror film. It's really good, but it's like two hours and 17 minutes that you're just like, oh, we're still going. But it was entertaining and pretty scary. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Just a few films. Just a, just few. a few films. Kate. Y'all are like, hey, you haven't watched any movies. I'm like, nope, this week. I caught up. Holy cow. Anyway. Yeah, take a okay. nap. Uh, okay. That one. Yes, all I'm right. sorry, Frank. Uh, all right, folks. We're going to uh, jump right into what we think next week's top five is going to be. And then, folks, keep voting away there in the chat about which film you'd like us to do the box office bet on, whether it's Last Christmas, Midway, or Doctor Sleep. All right. <laughs> so uh, we've got those three entering the fray, along with our top five from this week. Terminator, Dark Fate, Joker, Maleficent. Uh, I feel like the time has come for Adam's Family Values probably to Yeah, I think out. that will drop off. But uh, do you see any of them dethroning Terminator Dark Fate? It was between, oh, Last Christmas and... Last Christmas, Midway, and Doctor Sleep. Doctor, I think Doctor Sleep could get up there. Because also, Star Power, E. McGregor, there's still quite a few who like him. True. I mean, I mean, still, it, I'm sorry. I don't mean it like that. I'm yeah. Still, um, I mean, but, it's a pretty much a sequel to a yeah. uh, a very popular film. And Stephen King audiences, that's built in, kind of too. Yeah. So and it's a. Th- I was gonna say thriller. I'm like, well, even from the trailer, it's a little more than just a thriller. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll be curious to see how this is because I, I mean, I've heard that this this is both a sequel to the book as well as the film. It kind of tries to bridge the gap between them yeah yeah and, and to how successful that is i think will vary we'll to see. the individual yeah so i i, mean, I think I, it could well it doesn't have to go far to win no that's true i you know i it's one of those that i mean we're talking about like terminator dark fate i mean this is of course a film that a franchise has already had multiple sequels to it already uh, now we're talking about going back even further to a film and making a sequel of that is it 
But are the sequels better when it's been a longer time? Yeah, but I guess it all depends. Because then you're not burnt out. But then I, it is like the, is this interest still there? I mean, I'd like to think so. So, I mean, I'm okay. willing to go out and say Dr. Sleep could be number one. I think there'd still be enough interest in The Shining, even though it's post-Halloween. But I still think there'd yeah. still be interest in that film. That it could still, could do, it could still do number one. I think so. Uh, I don't see Midway uh, doing much. I could see Last Christmas, maybe. I think it. that is a audience in and to themselves of people who love Christmas movies, Hallmark movies, yeah. I feel, you know, and uh, decent leading characters for that as well. So, me, that I'll, might be like five. I mean, I could go, I could go Dr. Sleep. I could go Dr. Sleep. I could go Last Christmas as number two. I could think that even though it's very early into the Christmas season. Some people are ready. There is. I don't know. There's going to be a sucker for that. I mean, people are saying like as soon as, you know, it's 1201 on uh, November 1st. Boom. It's it's Christmas time, baby. So I can see that coming in second. I'll go Terminator Dark Fate number three, Joker four. And uh, I guess I'll just go. Wait, where'd you put Dr. Sleep? Number one. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll do Doctor. I think you're right of Doctor Sleep, Christmas, and then bump everything down. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds good, uh, folks. Did it, you think The Shining was scary? You know what? I've never seen it the whole oh, way through. You haven't? I never. Oh have. my goodness! There I you go. Leave I, a comment. Have you all seen The Shining? And do you think it's scary? I do not think it's scary. Uh, I mean, it's a good movie, but I didn't find it scary. Yeah, I, the most I probably the most I've seen of that film has been in Ready Player One. <laughs> so I know I that get was. It so, oh my gosh! Then you have to watch it because that part was so good because of that. Uh, so folks, uh. it's uh, we're getting ready for our box office bet. Mm. Yes, this is the film that you, yes, you in the chat are voting on right now. Whichever fi- film gets the most votes, we will do our box office bet. We will predict what we think the opening box office total of that film will be. Person that's closest will be the prognosticator. Prognosticators, the loser will have to go see that film and tell us all about it. So I'm going to look to our. I was going to say, what is, what's Jack. our numbers in the chat there? Our boy Ken Jack. See if Looks he's like there. Like last, he said last Christmas was winning. And yep, last Christmas. Yep. Last Christmas. Sure, Woo, baby. All right. Well, a couple people are saying, yeah, The Shining was scary. I'm like, no. Uh, okay, last I mean, it's Christmas. Psychological thriller. I mean, uh, also for the time. True. Uh, but I mean, like, if like, the... I don't find Psycho scary, but for the time, it was terrifying. Yeah, no, I don't find that one scary. All right. Uh, Last Christmas, directed by uh, Paul Feig. One, four. All right. Uh... Okay. Well, wait, we both said two? Yeah. Yeah. I've mm. literally heard nothing about this. Really? I mean, Last Christmas, uh, I gave you I've seen lots... I know Mariah Carey's song, Frank. Okay. I've never heard anything <laughs> about this film. It's, um... Game of Thrones and Crazy Rich Asians. Correct. Yep. Um, uh, Amelia Clark and Henry, whatever his name is. But uh, I know I'm like mm, my brain. But I've what? also I, people are very uh, are speculating a lot about this film. Is is one of them a ghost? Is one of them? Oh, just uh, from the trailers. Yes. Like, what's the deal for this? So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see what this is. Last Christmas we got Bree. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on. Carrie Henry Golding. There we go. Uh well, I I think. The question is, they're both well-known, but are they enough to get a lot of people to go check it out? But there are people that love Christmas movies. No yeah. offense. To, not to say anyway. I feel like, I feel like I'm like, offensive. I mean, they're fun. Uh, yeah, I feel it's still a little too early for me. 
But if you want to celebrate Christmas now, go for it. If it makes you happy. I, mean, I feel like this has been getting a lot of play. So I... All right. Mm. I, I will go. All right. We'll see. Mm. Oh. Stardew's calling out that's saying that it's not a Mariah Carey song. It's a Wham song. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say most... Most people know it was Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey. And I doubt many people know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, uh, Carrie, you got a bet? I'm, I'm wavering between two numbers. Pat, Jody says, no, it said it's George Michael. But uh, I would agree with you of well-known people know it from Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey has taken it. She literally has a commercial out now for Walker's yes. with it. Well, she has a TikTok of waking up of like, it's Christmas. And it's right away, I'm like, oh my gosh, too soon. Uh, All right, okay. Brie, you've got your number? Yes. All right, uh, Brie, kick us off. What do you got? I'm scared. Mm. I'm going to go with 14.75. Ooh, 14.75. All right. Okay. All right. That's a that's a respectable bet. Uh, Carrie, what do you got? 16. Oh. <laughs> what do you dang have, it. Frank? Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. 16 for Carrie. I was wavering between... 16 and 17, and then I was like, hey, you know what Brie does? She often throws in those decimal points. So I went 16.5. Oh! I almost went 16.75, but last minute it was like, you know, I think Dr. Sleep will take more. All right, so this, I'm going to be sweating this one out here. So they're all saying it's all I want for Christmas. No, I'm still here. I'm hearing Mariah Carey in my head with that song. Yeah, same. And Wham. I hear the Wham one, though, too. All right, I so think. This... I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, so, folks, we're going to do this real quick. We'll have about three minutes to do a little uh, rapid-fire, spoiler-filled intake, uh, in-depth thing of, uh, not in-depth, but momentarily, momentarily yeah. spoiler-filled thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate. So, folks, if you want to hop out now, thanks for joining us. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a bunch of thumbs up while you do there. Uh, and if you want to stay in touch with any of us even after the show's over, Bree, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Bree, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. All right, here comes the spoilers. So Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, I I don't know if I would have what I would have made shorter, but I know it like shifted a little too much from time to time. Of like it was still exciting, but it was like there were moments where I'm like, okay, action, action. But now we slow down. I mean, the mechanics of the story is that we find out John John Connor gets killed at yeah. the beginning. So, like, all right, which I felt like at this point, you know, I guess the franchise... I was okay to change that. I was like, sure. If you're trying to reinvent this franchise, yeah. to be able to kind of get away from John Connor seems to be your only option at this mm-hmm. point. Because it feels like Edward Furlong is not something that you're going to be able to kind of invest yeah. in this franchise going forward. So how cheesy was it for the, you, the you're going to be the mother of the guy who saves, and no, it's not that, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I I like that change. I, I'm like, sure, like, why why can't it be them? But it was a little, like, heavy. And nobody ever goes, like, well, why can't it just be her? You know? So that was a little bit, like, oh, Yeah, okay. I mean, because the idea, <laughs> I mean, the idea is interesting where it's, you, you give Sarah and John their win. Yeah. They've stopped Skynet, which is mm-hmm. great. So that, that conclusively has stopped them. Yeah. So that means the future gets changed. Yeah. Cool. But uh, now this sets up the premise that just because they stop Sky and it doesn't stop somebody Something else, else. Yeah. from kind of inventing AI on, in their sure. in their pocket, and that ends up going wrong. Yeah. So we've got the Rev Nine, which yes. is uh, what uh, Gabriel Luna plays. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what I'm kind of bummed is like 
it's a terrible thing because it's a Terminator franchise. So you want to see the familiar scale, you know, the robotic skeletons. Oh, but but then you're also thinking too. It's like if it's a totally different thing, would they also make robotic skeletons? And if also they hate humans, why would they make it so humanoid? But I did like when they had the battle sequences and the ones were a little more animalistic, like spider running, and they yes. had like that was cool and that made sense. I mean, for blending in, it makes sense for him to have a humanoid form. I did like the idea that the outer casing could be a body separate from the skeletal structure. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a neat way to like update it. And the skeleton can't change its shape, but the other part can, and then it can get back together. So that was cool, like to give it something new. But it was one of those, okay, if you know exactly what stops them, I think they would have been ready, readier, more ready for that kind of a thing. Because yeah. like, oh, come on. Like, really? Like, you know the whole time how to stop them? Like, I think I would have been like, can we get that item sooner? Yeah, the one thing that really kind of frustrated me is that there was, at no point was there ever any talk about what is this creature? How have you stopped it in the past? What are our options? There never really was that talk no, about, like, they, Well, they what... just have that you run. That's about yeah. all they did it pretty quick. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, no, that helps us in, in no way, shape, or form to, to actually try to stop this thing. Tell us what it's about. How can we beat it if we don't even know... We know that it splits, but okay, cool. Yes. Like our Danny, I think, should have asked those kind of questions more. Yeah. But I don't think she was necessarily like the super inquisitive kind. Like she was more like watch and observe. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was cool. I mean, I liked the characters and uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I was like, me. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting because I feel like this I like film... that she does the destruction at the end. Yes. If she had not done it, I would have been like, mm. I mean, it's one of those, yes, it's okay to have help, but she, I'm like, she has to do the kill blow. She has to. If it's not her, I'll be like, ah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame yeah. because this film sets up a premise of seeing another Terminator film without Schwarzenegger in it. And oh, it would have yeah. been interesting to see where that would have went. Yeah. I don't think we'll get it, though. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. What a sad note to end it on. Will Arnold be back? Probably no. Not. Also, no. by the way, just uh, really quickly, uh, they let us know in the chat that we forgot Amy's bet. So someone said she bets 200. Someone said she bets 50. Oh, all Ouch. right. That's, yeah, yeah uh, that does seem perfect. I love those. I'm actually writing those down. So uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll be fair, though. We'll say 50. That seems fair. 200. Sure. She likes her rom coms. Yes, that's true. So. 50's fair. All right, folks. We'll go with 50 for Amy Cassandra Martinez. Nailed it. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll see you back here next Sunday. See you. An all new episode right here on Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.